Welcome to Scanner School session number 46. This is Ask Scanner School volume two, where I answer your emails, your voicemails, and your speak pipe questions. So come up right now, your questions, my answers, right here on Scanner School. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LE. And this is Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, take out your podcast player right now, uh, your, your iPhone, your Android, whatever it is you're using to listen to a podcast, and click on subscribe. This way you'll get next week's episode sent to you directly without you having to go out and hunt for it. If you're still listening to us on the web, there's no harm in that. I listen to plenty of podcasts via a web browser. Don't forget, you can always go and subscribe to our newsletter at scannerschool.com slash subscribe. And we will email you once a week and let you know what's new and exciting going on here at Scanner School, as well as remind you of the latest podcast that we have out with a direct link to it. So whether you are listening on your mobile device or if you're listening on the computer, maybe you're listening on iHeartRadio or your Alexa device or anything like that, you can uh, subscribe to our email and we'll let you know what's going on. So today's podcast is a Q&A podcast. But before we go into that, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporters. We have a brand new Patreon supporter who has been with us now for about less than 24 hours. So that's just how new this new Patreon supporter is. And I want to thank Ken Newberry. Ken, thank you so much for being our very latest Patreon supporter. And you join uh, a small and growing army now of other Patreon supporters. We have James Felling, uh, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, Mark Beebe, and William R. Canned. I want to thank the six of you for stepping up and helping support Scanner School on a month-to-month basis. So again, if anybody else wants to help support Scanner School, you can do so by going to scannerschool.com support. Now again, the six names I just mentioned, they are our Patreon supporters, which means that they have committed to uh, donating as little as a dollar a month to help support Scanner School. And really, they're offsetting the cost of maintaining the podcast, hosting the podcast, putting the stuff together, the core expenses of hosting and the platform of the podcast itself. It doesn't really, you know, it's that's that's what the Patreon is there for. Now, above a dollar and at certain price points, there are ways to get extra benefits. So at $5, you will get this podcast earlier than anybody else. So as soon as I'm done recording this podcast and I hit publish, those at the $5 level will get this podcast immediately. Instead of waiting for Tuesday morning's release date, at 5 bucks you get the podcast early. Uh, we also have some other tiers out there. So again, you go to scannerschool.com slash support. Now, if going on a month-to-month basis isn't for you, you want to just do a one-time donation, we do accept PayPal. We also have um, we have affiliates set up with Amazon. So if you're a huge Amazon, Amazon shopper like I am, you can just go to scannerschool.com support, click on our Amazon link and make a purchase and we will get credit. We'll get a small affiliate fee for the referral to Amazon. So again, if you're going to be doing some Christmas shopping, some holiday shopping, come by our site first, scannerschool.com support, click on the Amazon link, boom, you're off to the races and you are helping support Scanner School 
at no cost to you, which is the great thing about affiliate marketing. If you have a new scanner, you're looking for a new scanner, we have affiliates up with Scanner Master. We also have affiliates set up with Butel Software. So if you do have a scanner, you're having a hard time programming it, and you're looking for some software, I strongly recommend Butel. I've been using Butel Software since the days of the Uniden 780XLT, and um, I strongly recommend Butel's software. I think I have every other release for every unit in Radio Shack version that ever came out. So um, yeah, I have a lot of money invested in their software, which is really why I recommend it to you because I've used it all and I think it's the best of what's out there. Yes, there's other free pieces of software out there, but nothing does it as well as Butel. They should, they should really... They should really coin that phrase. Nothing does as well as Butel. I like that one. I'm going to email them and say that. So anyway, beyond that, we also have our own sponsor. Our sponsor, again, full disclosure, this is my company. This is called East Coast Pagers. And without East Coast Pagers, there is absolutely no scanner school. The uh, the, the money basically that we earn on East Coast Pagers we funnel right here in, into scanner school with all the equipment and the computer purchases and everything else. So right now I want to tell you about what's going on scanner on uh, East Coast Pages because I'm giving away a Unication G1 Pager. I know a lot of people are interested in the Unication product line and uh, for a reason they haven't really made the jump into the G1 Pager. And if you're based in the U.S., I want to be able to give you a pager. So it's very simple. Just go to eastcoastpagers.com slash contest. And this contest runs from uh, November 1st to November 22nd, which I believe is Thanksgiving. So up until Thanksgiving Day is when you can um, apply or, or, or enter into the contest. The drawing will be held on Black Friday or the 23rd, if my dates are correct. So you can enter daily. So I just suggest... You know, as soon as this podcast is over, go to scan, uh, go to eastcoastpagers.com slash contest and put your name in the hat. And you can do it every single day to gain more entries into winning a Unication G1 pager. Now, again, if you sign up, it's going to put you on the East Coast Pages mailing list. You can unsubscribe at any time. But also, you will get your own private link to the contest that you can share on social media. You can share it in email. You can share in your favorite Facebook group, which I recommend because for everybody else who clicks on that link, you also get bonus entries. So if you're in a radio group or a buy and sell group or a local fire group or scanner group or whatever it is, share your personal link for the contest in that group so that that you can maximize your chances of winning. Hey, if you've already got a G1 pager and you don't want to win or you want to buy more for your department, there's $50 off a Unication G1. If you buy 20 or more pagers, you also get the five-year warranty included. And if you're interested in the Unication G5 pager, they're $100 off. So now they're the price of the G4. Now these three promos, the $50 off, the $20 um, or the 20-unit um, warranty or the G5 discount all go they all expire on december 21st so again jump on those before you forget about them those expire december 21st eastcoastpagers.com again eastcoastpagers.com again today we are talking or we're answering questions from our audience from you this scanner school listener we have a couple that came in via email, which my assistant Colleen is going to read off, just like we did on the first one. But we also have two questions that came in via SpeakPipe. And SpeakPipe is great because this allows you in your own voice to ask your question. And I really like that because it allows you know the listener not only to hear you, but you to ask the question your way as well. So if you want to ask a question, go to scannerschool.com slash 
ask. Scannerschool.com slash ask, A-S-K. On there, you'll see the link to just basically you just press record on your phone or on your computer and it uses your microphone and you would just leave me a message. You have the option of playing it back so you can hear how you sound and you can re-record as many times as you want. And then it gets emailed to me and I will play that on our next Ask Scanner School podcast, which will be out on, uh, I believe, session 50, which comes out on January 2nd or so. I'm sorry, December. I'm rushing the year. It's going to come out in December. Um, but so again, if you do SpeakPipe or you call our voicemail number, which is also listed at ask, uh, scanschool.com slash ask, then, um, then you'll also be able to jump the line and get ahead of those who have submitted their questions via email. So again, without any further rambling, let's get into these questions. We have um, we have three that were emailed in and we have two via SpeakPipe today. So here we go. Let's go ahead. Colleen, let's go on with our very first question for Ask Scan School Volume 2. Our first question comes from Matt Becknell. Matt writes... I was wondering if it was possible to listen to a DMR radio system with a scanner. Hey, Matt. Great, great question. So, yes, there are a couple of scanners out there that will allow you to monitor DMR, also known as Moto Turbo. And some of them are done straight out of the box. Some of them you need a paid upgrade for. Some of them just you need to do a firmware for. And others you need to go through a uh, a bit of a patch network. And we'll, we'll go through that one second here. So, out of the box... You're looking at the Whistler TRX-1 or the TRX-2. Now, the TRX-1, TRX-2, they are Whistlers at the time of this recording in November of 2018. These are Whistler's highest tiered scanners. And you're looking at paying somewhere above $450 American dollars for one of these scanners. Now, again, these will do DMR right out of the box. You have the Whistler 1080 or the WS-1080, the 1088, the 1095, and the 1098. These were available, again, free upgrades from Whistler, but you did require a firmware upgrade in order to use DMR on these scanners. So again, it's a free upgrade. If you had an older model based uh, on the GRE platform, such as the PSR 800, the Radio Shack Pro 668, or the Pro 18, those radios, uh, even though they were manufactured by GRE, which then took were taken over by Whistler, you couldn't just smack in the Whistler firmware from the equivalent radio. Whistler, though, knew this was going to be a problem, so they created what they called the Whistler Official Upgrade, which would allow you to apply for uh, the ability to upgrade your GRE or Radio Shack scanner and then get the DMR upgrade. However, though, unlike the Whistler out-of-the-box and the um, firmware upgrades, this Whistler official upgrade, or the WOU, this was a paid upgrade. So, again, it was still a, you know, the the ability to take your older hardware and use it, but it wasn't as um, as simple as the, the newer Whistler-branded products. And I believe at the time of this, this cost um, uh, about 60 bucks or, or um, uh, 90 bucks, depending on the model that you were looking at. So again, there is a way of getting the older radios into there, the, the older radio shacks and the older GREs to do DMR. 
but your best bet, really, if you're looking for the Whistle Lions, is get us something current by Whistler. So now, if you like Uniden and you're part of the Uniden camp, there are a couple of radios by Uniden that will also do DMR, but all of these radios require a paid upgrade. Basically, it's a licensing key, and you have to send Uniden your serial number, your electronic serial number, and a checksum value. They will then ship you back a hex code that will then unlock the paid upgrade on the radio. So your options for Uniden are the BCD325P2, the BCD996P2, the BCD436HP, the BCD536HP, as well as the brand new SDS100. Again, these are all paid upgrade. I believe that the upgrade on these are about 50, 60 bucks probably. Um, and I, I did mine a while ago and I haven't yet done mine for the SDS100. I haven't just gotten that far with that radio yet. But um, again, you have options available to you to monitor DMR. Uh, programming on the 436, 536, and SDS100 are the same because they use the same software. Programming on the BCD325P2 and the 996P2 are exactly the same because they use the same software. Uh, same with the TRX-1, TRX-2, the um, the Pro-18, and uh, a couple of the others on the Whistler side are also part of that easy scan platform, which I find to be a real pain in the neck to use, but that's a whole topic for another conversation. But yes, very long story short, there are scanners out there that will also do DMR. Now, if you don't want to go out and you don't want to buy another radio, you have cheaper solutions out there. And we will talk about these on a future podcast. Now, these are called SDRs, or software-defined radios. And really, you can just buy a USB dongle. You plug that into your uh, your Mac, your Linux, or your Windows-based computer. And these will cost anywhere from $20, $30, upwards of $100+, depending on the SDR that you get. The software, though, is usually free. So you could use something like SDR Sharp or DSD Plus, and those in conjunction, will also allow you to monitor a DMR system. Uh, DSD Plus is a free version. It takes a little bit of command line uh, voodoo to get it working, but it's not super complex. Now, again, we'll talk about this in a future podcast. And I do have this scheduled also to be a YouTube video as well because of all the details that are involved in getting this to work. But um, you can use just DSD Plus standalone and have that controlling uh, two dongles, and this way you can monitor the control channel as well as a voice channel, which is really cool. So for about sixty bucks, you can also get set up soup to nuts, plus the you know the um, uh, the, the cost of the actual computer. So uh, that's another option for you as well. But again, thank you so much for your question, and uh, Colleen, let's go on to the next one. Our next question comes from Glenn Davis. Glenn writes, "I am listening in sunny Southern California." in a suburb just northwest of Los Angeles. I started listening to scanners back in the late 80s, then stopped until recently. I picked up a BCD-436HP, and boy, what a difference. I am learning as I go, but some questions always come up. One, antennas, and two, trunking systems. That would be it for now. Thanks for what you're doing. Hi, right, Glenn. Congratulations on the Uniden BCD436HP. Yeah, a little bit of a learning curve on this one, but I think that this is a great, great scanner for where you're located. I quickly jumped on Radio Reference, data, uh, the database over there, and just went to Los Angeles County. So I'm not really sure if you were just on a suburb outside in another county or if you were still within Los Angeles County, but I looked at that in California, and there are 
168 trunk radio systems located just in that county alone. Ridiculous. That is that is absurd. So we have LTR, DMR, uh, P25 Phase 1, P25 Phase 2, Motorola SmartNet. Uh, there's just, it's just crazy. NXDN is in there as well as I'm scrolling through this right now as I'm looking through everything. So you've got quite a bit of, of different systems, different flavors in here. A lot of them are being, you know, different kinds of uh, like universities and, and transportation systems. Not really all 168 of them are for public safety. A lot of these are all uh, commercial-based systems, oil companies, tow trucks, those kinds of things. But still, that's a lot. And if you wanted to put all these in your scanner, you would quickly run out of room if you had an older version of, uh, of a scanner. But the BCD... 436 HP is great because most of these can be loaded directly from Rio Reference right into your scanner without you having to worry about all of the programming. I mean, there's a couple in here I'm looking at, the DMR, Hytera, XPR, I mean, those, oh, I'm sorry, XPT. Uh, but with the paid upgrades that are available for the 436, you should have no problem listening to anything that's in on NXDN or DMR. And uh, I'm looking through here now too, and I'm not really seeing anything that might be EDAX or even EDAX. Um, uh, Pro Voice. Let me just do a quick. Nothing EDAX, so there's no need to pay for the Pro Voice upgrade on the scanner. But you may, you know, if if it's if it's interesting things in there that are on DMR or on uh, NXDN, then yeah, you can spend about another hundred dollars on top of the cost of the radio for those two uh, upgrades. About fifty, sixty bucks a piece on those. So one of the things you got to remember though, when you program it to four thirty six, is you can set it up based on just your zip code. Set it up for how far out you want to be able to monitor and then what type of systems you want to be able to also listen to like fire attack fire dispatch ems attack ems dispatch law attack law dispatch those kinds of things uh, i always find it best and simplest to actually just go in and use sentinel get used to using sentinel and start creating your own favorites list because that's the way you're really going to have the most flexibility and the most user control over the scanner like i said i like the hp platform because it allows you to bring everything in from your reference but outside of that, I really do have a problem with the HP because it allows you to listen to too much stuff. And it really isn't that easy to get things fine-tuned to exactly the way you want it unless you're willing to spend the time and create the favorites list. Now, again, these are topics that I do have set up for uh, a future podcast as well as YouTube. I am quickly making a long list of YouTube um videos that I want to work on. It's just a matter of juggling the podcast and everything else is uh, not allowing me at this time to get started in YouTube the way I had planned for it. But I am in the process of starting to sketch things out and getting myself situated for that. So if you want to subscribe ahead of time, uh, you can do so at scannerschool.com slash YouTube. That'll take you right over to our YouTube page. You can click subscribe, click on the little bell icon. And this way, when we start uploading videos to YouTube, uh, you'll be the first to know when one comes out, especially if you hit that little bell. That'll alert you right away that we have a new video up there. So um, that's that's the good thing when it comes to your 436. I think if you stick with it long enough, you're really going to enjoy using that radio, especially where you're located. Now, you asked also about antennas. So one thing I don't really know is if you're going to be using a rooftop antenna or if you're going to be using something on top of your scanner itself. Personally, on top of the scanners, I like using, uh, if, if size isn't a limitation to you, the Diamond RC uh, SRH77CA. To me, that is a top-of-the-line antenna, but it is really, really large. The other antenna that I like to use is it's the Diamond 
SRH519. Now, again, I'll put a link to both of these antennas in the session notes for this podcast. So you'll be able to find those at scannerschool.com slash session 46. Now those links will be affiliate links, which means that if you click on those links, you make a purchase, then we'll get credit for the referral sale. But like I said, I got right now I have on my 436 HP, I am using the SRH519. Um, when I'm not using this antenna, I definitely use the SRH77CA. Uh, I have that in both uh, SMA and also as a BNC flavored antenna. I've been using that antenna for upwards of 20 years, and uh, I, I think that that is a great antenna. Has it been 20 years already? It's it's been it's been quite a long quite a long time since the very early 90s. I've been using uh, that flavor of an antenna. It's been out there that long, and uh, it has got quite the uh, the following. Now, if you're looking for something to put on your roof, uh, I would recommend the Diamond Discone antenna, the Diamond. D130NJ. Now, again, you can purchase that antenna by going to scannerschool.com slash D130NJ. Uh, that's Diamond Delta 130 Nancy Juliet. And that will take you over to Scanner Master where you can make a purchase uh, on that antenna. And I strongly recommend anybody who's making a purchase, you can do so at Scanner Master. Those guys are phenomenal when it comes to their wealth of knowledge in the scanner radio marketplace. So the only thing you'll also need, too, is you'll need some coax if you're going to go with an outdoor antenna. And we have a whole podcast set aside to just the topic of coax. I personally recommend LMR 400. It's not exactly the world's cheapest coax, but it is the best value for the buck. And if you want to know more about coax and exactly why it is that I recommend LMR 400, you can go back and listen to podcast session 30 at scannerschool.com slash session 30. Glenn, thank you so much for submitting your question via email. And Colleen, let's go on to the next one. Our next question comes from Ed Sparks. Ed writes, Hi, Phil. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm newly retired after spending 40 years in the broadcast engineering field. I'm also an amateur radio operator, licensed since 1969. My scanner-related question. I monitor a large P25 system in the Austin, Texas area. According to their published system information, I'm located in between two tower sites, one two miles away and the other about three miles in the opposite direction. Very frequently, my BCD 536 will produce quick choppy breaks in the audio combined with an abrupt drop in the otherwise strong signal strength indication and an increase in the error rate display on the scanner. I'd like to learn a few techniques for identifying and correcting this symptom, be it a simple lack of signal or some type of simulcast distortion. A more fundamental question. Does a tower site always transmit every frequency within the simulcast group? I've read that some systems have the ability to bring up a specific channel only on the tower that's geographically close to the transmitting unit. This may account for the widely varying signal strength readings in my particular case, even when I'm so close to two tower sites. Thanks for making Scanner School available. Cheers, Ed. Hi, Ed. Thank you so much for writing in and contacting us regarding your problem with reception. Now, this is textbook simulcasting issues. So what's really happening, long story short, is that because you're three miles in one direction, I believe you said two miles in the other direction, 
from two sites that are broadcasting the exact same thing. Your scanner is receiving this information slightly delayed from one transmitter to the other uh, transmit tower. So because you are you got a slight delay on the signal, um, you're kind of getting it out of phase. Now remember what many, many years ago when you had analog TV and you would get ghosting when you would get uh, multiple receive paths on the same video signal, you'd kind of get the, the main image and then slightly skewed off, you would get a, a, a ghost of that image. That's kind of the same thing that's happening inside your scanner right now. Because you're receiving two towers that are broadcasting the exact same thing, your scanner is getting them slightly delayed, uh, one from the other, and that is causing a problem because now you're dealing with a pure digital transmission here. Your scanner is trying to put the pieces back together again, and it can't do it because it doesn't know exactly where the, the, the bits, the zeros and ones, belong because of the phase issue. If you didn't have the second phase in, if you didn't have the second transmit tower, you'd be great. But because you have two coming in at once, that's causing a problem. So it's not that you don't have enough signal. It's actually because you have too much signal coming in because you're receiving too many sites. Now, you may also be receiving three, four sites, depending on how good your antenna is, where your antenna is located, and all these other variables that we don't quite yet know about uh, just based on what you what you submitted. But the the cause, really, of this is simulcast. Now, if you want to know more about Summercast, we had a whole podcast about this. And you can go back and you can listen to scannerschool.com slash session 18. We talked a little bit about Simulcast. But to build on that a little bit further, um, like I said, you have a problem where the scanner just doesn't know what it, how to put things back together again, which is why you're hearing the choppiness, which is why you're seeing the drop in the your signal strength because the scanner is then and, and the increase too in the bit error because the scanner is having a hard time putting these mixed uh, these mixed signals back together again. Now, an easy solution for this would be to um, try if you have an outdoor antenna, maybe do away with the outdoor antenna for monitoring the station. Uh, maybe get a you know put a basic antenna here, the one just comes out of the box. Don't put any aftermarket to antennas on there. Also, turn on the attenuator. That may also help you eliminate the second transmitter and only listening to the closest one to your location. When you eliminate the multiple receives, you will, um, you know, you'll get rid of some of the simulcast. Now, to answer part two of your question, when you ask me about if every transmitter site transmits the exact same thing or if it's broken up into regions, well, it all depends on how the systems are set up. If you're listening to the simulcast system. It's everything is going to be transmitting what is part of that simulcast multi-group. So you may have a north simulcast and a south simulcast. Now, the north simulcast may be made up of six or seven transmitter sites. The south site might be six or seven transmitter sites. But because they're simulcasted in their own geographical regions, what's on the north simulcast may not be on the south simulcast. But everything on the north is going to be on north. Everything on the south will be on south. You may also have some other smaller fill-in sites like, you know, Town A, Town B, Town C. Those will probably work as islands depending on how this system is defined. And you'll see, too, when you go in the radio reference uh, that the smaller sites will be called out as separate sites. The simulcast sites will all be um, – it will just be one site, and you'll have to look at the licensing to find out where all of the transmitter locations actually are. So, again – 
It's a pure simulcast issue. Uh, if you're unable to resolve this using the scanner that you're using, it may be time to look at a scanner that is software defined or uses the IQ method, such as the SDS 100, or by going with the SDR route, grabbing uh, a couple of the dongles we talked about earlier, and we'll talk about it in future podcast sessions, and use something like DSD Plus or uh, Unitrunker in conjunction with DSD Plus to hopefully try and put the signal back together again. I've heard a lot of people of having a lot of success using their computer to monitor these simulcast systems. And it was this that um, Uniden based the SDS 100 off of. And also it's the same method that Unication uses on their G5 pager. Now, side note, if you're looking for a G5 pager, again, East Coast Pagers is a sponsor of this podcast. And until... December 21st, 2018, it's $100 off of a Unication G5 pager. So if that's also a route that you're considering and you want to save 100 bucks, basically you're going to get the G5 for the price of the G4. Go ahead and contact me at East Coast Pagers uh, by going to, uh, you just email me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Let me know that you've heard about this through Scanner School and uh, we'll work something out for you. All right. Thank you so much for your question. Best of luck with you with that simulcast. I think next to encryption, that's the number two headache that a lot of scanner radio listeners have. Our next question comes from Pierre from Canada. Pierre writes, Hi, I have a unit in BC246T. Could you tell me how to program trunk? In the manual, it's not clear. Thanks. Hello, Pierre. Thank you for writing into Scanner School with your BC246T scanner. What a great radio. What an early radio that uses Uniden's DMA platform, which is what basically everything outside of the HP line is now uh, built upon. DMA, again, stands for Dynamic Memory Allocation, which means that you can basically group the frequencies and the talk groups and the trunk systems in so that you're not wasting space, right? The old systems, the old way things were done was like you had a 200 channel radio uh, with, you know, a hundred banks and and you would put, I'm sorry, hundred banks. That's a lot of banks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going DMA here again already, but you had, you know, the old radios would be like, um, you know, a thousand channels, 10 banks of a hundred channels, right? That's how you got a thousand. If you didn't fill up that bank and you had, spare channels that you didn't use because you wanted to break things up in banks, they were a waste. They weren't used. They weren't populated. Or if you had um, you know, more frequencies than you could fill in a bank, now then all of a sudden now you had two banks you had to tie up. So the DMA was a great workaround and a great solution for like if you wanted to just have like one bank with two channels in it, that's all you had to use was those two channels. And the rest of the memory in the scanner could be reused in other locations and other scan lists is what they actually call now scan lists instead of banks. So the the programming though changed a bit. So instead of putting in all the frequencies and flagging them as being part of a trunk system, and then going in and and going in and uh, setting up the talk groups, um, you have to think of it as uh, it's 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 like a hierarchy. It's a flow chart. It's um it's an outline. So what you need to do first is you need to build your system. So you'll go into create new system. And you'll have to know off the bat if it's you know, Motorola Type 1, Type 2, if it's a reband. If it's a reband, you're going to need to have the firmware upgrade in there. Um, if it's eDAX. So you'll need to know that ahead of time. And then you'll, you'll hit enter. And it's going to then say, okay, system created. Then you need to enter in a site. 
a site is going to have all of your trunk radio frequencies. You can just put in the, the primary and the alternate control channels. However, I prefer to put in all the frequencies of that trunk tower you want to listen to. Now, this can be a problem if you have larger trunk systems with multiple towers. This radio doesn't handle that uh, in a pretty method. You have to keep putting in brand new systems every time you want to put a new transmitter to a tower. So for best bet for the 246T, just pick the one tower you're going to be using and put those frequencies in. Once you have the system, then you've set up the site. Now it's time to create a group. Inside the group, you then put in your talk groups. So you can have a group, say, for police dispatch or police. Just leave it, just leave it as police. And um, inside there, you can put your police dispatch, your police uh, tacticals, your, your, your anything with police. Then you create another group within that trunk system, maybe for fire. Then you put your fire dispatch, your fire ground, and everything else. Uh, maybe you have one for OEM, uh, you know, rinse, wash, repeat through all the groups. And I believe you can put up to 20 groups in each system. So a long story short, that's how you would do it. It's a real pain to do with the with the keypad, uh, only because you're going to be going up and down with, with the dial if you want to alpha tag everything. If you're not too worried about alpha tagging, it is pretty straightforward as long as you can get it mapped out in your head. So remember, it's going to be a system. Then you need, under the system, you need the sites. Under the system, you need the um, the groups. Under the groups, you need the talk groups. Uh, also, under the site, you need the frequencies. So that's the quick, down and dirty way on how to do a 24060. Truthfully, I recommend going with Butel Software Arc 246T. I'm a big fan of Butel Software. I am an affiliate with Butel, and you can download their software. It's paid software. And you can download it at scannerschool.com slash butel. That's B-U-T-E-L or Bravo, Uniform, Tango, Echo, Lima. B-U-T-E-L. Um, if you don't want to go the paid method, you could also use FreeScan. And if you're looking for that download, you can go to scannerschool.com slash FreeScan. And we'll point you right in the correct direction to download that software as well. All right. Best of luck, Pierre. And thank you so much for writing in to Scanner School. So that's the end of the questions that we had emailed to us. The following two questions came in through SpeakPipe. I love SpeakPipe because this gives you a chance with your own voice to ask me a question for the podcast. Now, again, using SpeakPipe, I always put those in ahead of emails. I will bump my email questions to add the SpeakPipe questions because um, I just like the platform a little bit better, and I think it's nice to actually hear your question in your voice. So the following two questions came in through SpeakPipe. You can submit your own question either via email or via SpeakPipe or even also via a landline or a cell phone. I mean, you date myself here when I say landline. But yes, I do take traditional voicemails as well. And you can submit any one of those three by going to scannerschool.com slash ask, A-S-K, Alpha Sierra Kilo. So again, the following two questions come from SpeakPipe. I have a Pro 197. Just wondering how you program direct talk groups in. So that message came in from Greg. Greg, Greg, thank you so much for submitting your question via SpeakPipe. So the Pro 197 is a uh, Radio Shack version of a GRE scanner. I believe that was the GRE. Um, 
uh, PSR 500, if I'm not mistaken, or the PSR 600. One of those is the handheld. One of those is the mobile radio. And uh, this was before Whistler acquired the rights for the GRE scanner line. If you're looking for the equivalent of the Whistler, it'd be the Whistler WS1065 radio. Great radio. Um, I have both that WS1065 and the RadioShack Pro 106. Again, pretty much all the same radios as what you're looking at, just what label are on them. Um, They all, I believe, do phase one. P25, Motorola EDAX, Motorola Type 2 systems, and um, Head Scratcher if they do LTR. I cannot remember off the top of my head if they do LTR, but these were one of the first radios that did digital. They did P25 when really there was nothing else out there, and and the um, the sound that came out of them were really good. They had a nice, beefy sound, and they also had, uh, like Uniden has the DMA, these radios all have what's called object-oriented scanning, which, again, allowed you to put the, uh, the the frequencies, the talk groups, the trunk systems in only one time, and then would allow you to assign what scan list would be um, would be associated to that talk group or that frequency. This was a much better way of doing things than what Uniden had set up, because with Uniden, even though you had the DMA, you still had to put the uh, the talk groups in or the frequencies or the trunk systems in multiple times, once for each time you wanted it in a scan list. With the object-oriented trunking that GRE developed for both themselves and uh, Radio Shack, which then again became acquired by Whistler, was that you would put everything in once in one giant list. And then basically you said, okay, well, this frequency I want to have on scan list 1, 5, and 7. And this one I want to have on just 2. And this one I want to have on 10. So it's really cool because it's, it's a lot... Um, it's, it's a lot easier on the memory and it's a lot easier on the programming to use one of these object-oriented scanners, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, you can do this via keypad, and I'll go through how to do a keypad first. But if you want to do it via software, again, I think it's a lot easier to do it with the software. Again, I recommend Butel software, and the flavor you want for this radio would be ARC 500. So again, if you want to purchase it, you can go to scannerschool.com slash Butel. That's our affiliate code for Butel. And if you make a purchase using that link, we will make a small commission on uh, the Butel software. So again, scannerschool.com slash Butel. And if you're looking to make a purchase for the this radio, it would be ARC 500. So if you want to do it by hand, first you need to have the trunk system already pre-programmed in the scanner. Assuming you've already got that done because you were just asking about the talk group, what you would do then is you would click on the program button. Then you would click F1 for new. Then you would click on T group, which again is F1. And you would type in, uh, this is now, it brings up the trunking menu on the scanner. So you're going to follow basically the steps that you see on the display. So you would pick the scan list or the scan lists that you want this talk group to be active on. Now, again, you don't need to make the trunk system active, just the talk group itself. On the next method, it's going to ask you for the trunk system. If you don't have the trunk system already programmed, this is where you will go ahead and program in the trunk system. If you don't, if you already have the trunk system program in, you just define what trunk system this talk group belongs on. Below that, you then put the talk group ID in. You can either do this in um, decimal or or hexadecimal. You then choose if it's a group call or an individual call for most 
them, it is a group call. And then you can uh, tag it with an alpha tag. You can lock it out. You can set it to be a priority. And then you can continue with the customization as the LED colors, the beep, and, and whatnot. So again, it's uh, and once you're done with that type of programming, you then click on save, and your talk group is then programmed into the radio. Again, if you do this with ARC 500, it's basically looking at a spreadsheet. You would need the computer cable, the USB, to... Um, to that serial adapter that plugs into the side of the radio in order to program the radio as well. I know not all of the uh, the scanners came with those, but I believe that the um, that one, the the 197, did come with the Radio Shack cable. Um, or maybe it didn't. It's been a, such a long time. I think the GREs and Whistlers came with the cable. When you bought the Radio Shack flavor, it was an extra $30 to get the cable that was required. So that's what it was. Uh, Radio Shack was an extra couple bucks to get the programming cable, whereas GRE and Whistler had included it in the box. So if you don't already have the programming cable, you can just go and you can pick up the Whistler flavor, the Whistler version of the cable. It's the exact same thing. USB on one side. It's got a little um, logic box in the middle that will that will take the 5 volts and trans uh, make it down to TTL logic, I believe is what it does. Then it has the headphone jack adapter on the other end, so that you can talk to the scanner and program the scanner using the software. So that is, in simplest forms, how to set up a talk group in the Pro 197. Okay, our final question of the week comes from Klein. Klein went ahead and submitted this one also via SpeakPipe. And uh, Klein, go ahead. You got the honors of the last question of the week. Yes, I live in an area that is a fringe area, and also it has a lot of simulcast. I have a Barricat Home Patrol 2 scanner, and it doesn't seem to pick up much at all, maybe two or three channels. And I was wondering if the new SDS-100 by Barricat would work better in my area. I hate to cough off $650 as a trial basis to see if it would work better. But Barricat says, or Uniden says that it will. What's your view and opinion? Hi, Client. Thank you so much for your question. So this one is a bit, um, I'm not sure really how to answer this one for you because there are a couple of uh questions I, I still have on this one. So you said it's fringe coverage. Does that mean that you're outside of the area that you're trying to listen to? Are you not uh, in the middle of the simulcast? Because if this is a simulcast system, but you're listening to it from like an outside county and you only listen, you can really only pick up one tower, then that would then eliminate your simulcast issue because you're not hearing multiple towers. Um, but if you are in the middle of it and you're getting three or four or even two towers that are equally weak, then, yeah, you may have a problem still with the simulcast. So not only are you trying to overcome a weak signal, but also you're trying to overcome uh, the, the simulcast issues of multiple receipt paths that we talked about earlier in the podcast. Um, another thing you may want to try is... Updating the database inside of the Home Patrol. I don't know if you've gone through and done that process yet, but it is some good practice every once in a while to plug the Home Patrol into your computer, load up Sentinel, do a firmware update, and also do an update from Radio Reference. If you've gone ahead and you've created your own favorites list, 
doing an update from uh, doing an update of the database does not update anything in your favorites list. So if there's updates on the trunk system that um, that you're trying to monitor, but you created a favorites list, you need to recreate that favorites list or at least append the new trunk system into or the updated trunk system into your existing favorites list that will then rewrite the data in the favorites list as far as the trunk system goes so that any updates are then applied to your favorites list now again if you didn't use a favorites list and you're just doing zip code programming then you don't have to worry about doing that just doing a simple database update then saving that to the radio writing it once more to the radio will update all the information from radio reference into your scanner. So again, this is a, uh, a head scratch as far as um, answering you because I'm not exactly sure where you are you're listening from. Again, like I said, if you're listening uh, because you have fringe coverage, I assume you're listening outside of the county, then maybe a better antenna or maybe a Yagi antenna and pointing that to the um, to the closest tower so you can eliminate some simulcast. If you're in the county and you're surrounded by simulcast sites and it just so happens you have weak coverage where you are, then again, maybe picking up a Yagi antenna and setting it up and, set on and pointing it to your closest or, or um, uh, one of the transmitter sites so you can null out the other ones, that might be a benefit as well. So again, we did talk about simulcast in a previous session. If you go back to scannerschool.com slash session 18, where we talked about some uh, simulcasting and how to kind of ease those pain points in simulcast, if you will, if you want to go back again, scannerschool.com slash session 18. Now, again, as far as going with the SDS-100, the SDS-100 uses what they call the IQ technology, which basically means that it knows that there's a phase shift in the receiving, right? There's uh, multiple positions on the, the zeros and ones. The the SDS-100 looks for that. It knows it's going to be there, whereas the other scanners, like the home patrols, they look at the waveform in an analog situation. It, it comes in, and when it's out of phase, they kind of have a hard time putting it back into a way to put the zeros and ones back into correct position. With the IQ scanner, it knows there is an I, there is a Q, and it knows to look for those variables and those phase shifts in the receiving um, signal, so it could put it back together in a better in a better way. Um, so you may find out that the SDS one hundred does work well, but again, too, like I said earlier in the podcast, you may also look at getting going the SD uh, the SDR route and picking up a a 2030 odd angle and setting that up with a uh, unit trunk or a DSD plus it is a little bit more difficult than unboxing a radio and using radio. Uh, but again, you may find out that, um, uh, that that works for you well. Now, another free way of asking for help is to join our Facebook group. Go on to scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Ask your question to the community. See if there's anybody that's in your neck of the woods that is having the same problems that you're having or is having or has an SDS-100, then maybe you could shed some light on your question to see if it does work well in there. If Facebook isn't your thing, and I understand that Facebook isn't everybody's thing, you can also go on to Radio Reference. You go to Radio Reference, you shoot down to where the states are, enter in your state, and then I'm sure there's a large discussion 
within your state whether or not the SDS 100 is a good solution for your area and if it works well. Uh, chances are that it would work pretty well if you're having an issue right now with simulcast. So that was really the whole point of the SDS 100 was to kind of combat a lot of the simulcast headaches that a lot of people are having. And that has been the feedback that I have been receiving. So hopefully, I know it's really not a good answer for you, but hopefully that does set, shed some light and at least points you in the right direction to get a um, get a good answer. And again, feel free to follow up and... Um, you know, you can always ask your question again, and we'll get it onto another Ask Scanner School podcast. So I hope that you've all enjoyed the second session here of Ask Scanner School or Ask Scanner School Volume 2. Now, again, if you have a question for the podcast, you can always email us. But again, we will we will push those emails down a little bit to go through those who leave us a voicemail or a speak pipe. So again, you can go to scannerschool.com slash ask and submit your questions. We're also doing coaching calls. So if you have a more detailed, something that is really stumping you and you need a little bit of extra help and you don't mind being a guest on the podcast, also reach out to us using the ask method. And we will let you know if we have availability in our schedule and we can um, sit down and do a 30 minute phone conference over Skype or over Zoom and uh, which are both free platforms, by the way. And we can work out some of your questions and, and you know, help you out on a little bit more detail. If you're looking for a example of how that went, I have a podcast I did a while back with, um, with John Goldenberg. And that was on session number 13. And session number 13, John had a couple of questions for me. And we went through, we answered a we answered every single one of the questions that he had brought up, basically how to lay out his radios. Um, we talked about the local trunk system here because John is local to me. And um, we just went through and, and for 30 minutes just you know, got, got John set up and, and, and off to the races, so to speak. So if you have a, a question that's a little bit more detailed, a bit more of an answer, definitely reach out to me. Let me know and we can dedicate a podcast just to answering a bunch of your questions. So again, scannerschool.com slash ask. Right now there's no set way of of getting there, just you know, submit your questions or your questions, and um, you know, we'll we'll reach back out to you and uh, set up a consulting call for that as well, a coaching call as well. All right, guys, that's it for the week. Thank you so much. Next week we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming, and uh, look for the next Ask Scanner School coming up in the first week of December. So until then, I want to say seventy-three years from his best regards. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Scanner School, where we teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.